like a man, fast as you can. Clap like a man. That always reminds me of the movie Sleepers. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. That's so. That is a underrated movie. Uh, very a lot of uh, we might have talked about it on the movie app that we had, but maybe not. A lot of controversy around that movie because it's a phony story. Phony story. Lorenzo Carcaterra, who then ended up working. I don't know if it was before this or after. I looked it up online. Ended up being like writer producer on Law and Order. Oh, really? I don't know. Like it was like if he was there for a short stint. You know, he wasn't one of the creators, obviously. But yeah, uh, I think it might have been after the book came out. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was before or after. I think true or not, I really liked it. Um, it's good. It's just like you know, whenever you have a movie, any movie, becomes famous with uh, <laughs> child rapists. Well, well, yo, that's what. Um, my my girlfriend at the time I was we watched that movie together, and she was like, "Oh my god, you kind of look like Kevin Bacon." And I was like, "Any other movie with Kevin Bacon, it you could tell me this, but this is the one where you tell me I look like Kevin Bacon." You, oh my god, you too only look like Kevin Bacon when he's raping kids. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, that's true. There's something like the glimmer in his eye that matches yeah. yours only when he's raping. Yeah, kids. footloose Kevin Bacon when he's jamming or when he's. When he's Fighting tremors in another movie? Nah, you're not that Kevin Bacon. And how much does Kevin Bacon rule? Kevin Bacon. He's dope. the best. I love I, Kevin Bacon. He's the only guy I cared about that lost his money from Bertie Madoff. You know that? Him yeah. and his wife lost like lost like most most of their fortune. Or who knows? Know they probably embellish it in the news, but a lot of their fortune went to Bernie Madoff. Large penis. Kevin I Bacon has that. a big penis. I can see that. He has that kind of build. I, is that true? Yeah. yeah, you kind of see a little a little bank shot of it in the movie Wild Things. Oh, right. But sometimes they do a prosthetic situation, like in Boogie Nights, where the penis is completely fake. But a lot of people thought that was Wahlberg's. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I think Kevin Bacon's a pretty method actor. He's not going to use a fake <laughs> Yeah, for Wild Things. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to use like a fake half De Niro, De Niro gains. De Niro gained, what was it, 90 pounds for Raging Bull, and then uh, Kevin Bacon gains 90 pounds of penis for... <laughs> Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale's on, almost fucking killing himself to lose a bunch of weight for the fighter and win an Academy Award. And Kevin Bacon's like, "Yeah, I'm in this like you know sexual rom com. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna get a fake dick for this." Basically, this movie version of a CW show, but with middle aged people. <laughs> wow, that was huge. That was the type of. Th that was also the time. I do want to come back to Kevin Bacon though, because Tremors is probably one of my favorite thing ever. My favorite things ever, but. You ever notice this about like things like Wild Things? Like, it was from a time, it was 98, I think, or 99, and it was around that time. And it was from a time where you could make, people were getting, would get psyched about movies like that. I don't know if it was just because the age I was. I was in my well, boobs. early it 20s. It was a boobs movie. It was a boob thing, but also, that would never, that would not now. Like, the movies have changed so much, that would never, that would never come out now. They wouldn't, just like I said a while ago on the podcast, and I do. All what's going on with streaming has killed Richard Gere type movies being in the oh, theaters. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like these, like either these thrillers or these. If it's not horror based thriller, if it's like legal thriller or like a, a, a John Grisham adaptation or something like that, you don't see it as much in the in the theater. And those are some of my favorite kind of movies to watch. That's I some of the it. most rewatchable movies. Yeah, they're really fun. Like the movie like Primal Fear or something like that. Or or oh, with Ed Norton. Yeah, who he he I think he won for it. I think it. he won an Academy Award. He won an Academy Award because that movie's not as good as 
You know what's that's Does it not good, hold up? It it kind of is better on rewatch, to be honest. It's a better movie than than at the time. I remember thinking it wasn't that great, and then like he was the only standout, which. Based off the nominations, I think that's why I thought it. Because the movie wasn't nominated, I don't think. It was just him. Yeah. But he was like new, and I think he was like hot in Hollywood. It was like a political thing. Uh, but what I was going to say is like, yeah, you're not going to see... It's it's, this, it's such a sea change in what goes in theaters now. Because literally, like, like all right, the story that's coming out this week about... Uh, Ant Man and how like they go oh you can, now you can see the difference between post End Game the movie End Game whatever it's called the last the last big one End Game End Game post that movie Marvel movies just don't operate like the ones before it people just what they're realizing I think is people love that cast and they love that storyline and yeah. that world and those Avengers movies they those would be the big ones and now it's just a full blown cash grab I saw the new Ant Man you did yeah. And you didn't like it. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. All you those movies are always going to be fine. saturate that stuff. Yeah, you can. And a lot of people that I talk to are like, I'm done with the Marvel. Fans of the Marvel movies are like, I'm done with it. I'm like, I'm not done. I just don't, I don't chase it down like I did. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. Like, Endgame and pretty much everything before it, I, 80% of those movies, I was there opening weekend. Right, right. Like, like first Iron Man to Endgame. Once yeah. first Iron Man blew up, you were like, oh my God, I'm, I gotta be in the loop with this. I will say this, too. Like, this is something, going back to wild things, that doesn't really happen anymore is movies where the whole selling point is a famous celebrity gets naked. Like, do you remember Swordfish? Remember that oh, was yeah, the whole thing with Swordfish? Holly Berry's boobs. Yeah. Which was a huge deal. Uh, yeah, you're right, and and it's because I think it's because um, are you know what would we blame? Porn, porn maybe. Porn maybe the the, the legitimacy of porn taking over. Like I, I think we talked about this. The guy the guy who was in my college dorm at Manhattan College. He was in the, in the on the floor that and this is like '96. Yeah. So like a, like a different uh-huh. world, and he came in with a VHS cassette of just swordfish type scenes just strung together that he just edited himself <laughs> with two VCRs at his house wherever he was from in Westchester or something and he had an hour of just like every 80s like Revenge of the Nerds like the, the vagina shots from there or the boob <laughs> shots from there or, or, or just one of the guys where she shows her boobs in that one that's pretty innovative though. it's super innovative for 96 but man oh man the access to this, these things once Mr. Skin came out and now it's like it's a, it's a it's a short Google search away, but I think also the idea of the the access to porn has also made people go, oh, I don't care. Also, the 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 the, the rise in the legitimacy, the legitimacy of porn and the lowering of what a movie star is, because Halle ah. Berry, like those people, are so big back then. You're like. It's like seeing like a a a, a, a god uh, get naked or something, you know. Like it well, was. I remember how much of a big deal they made about how uh, they made it such a big deal about what she was making financially for that movie just to show her boobs. Right, they would pay them a lot of money, yeah, because because they knew people would go see it just for that. Just reason. for that, and they did. Absolutely, and it was. I I remember seeing it. You, I didn't even go at the time. I've never seen Swordfish. I've just seen the clip. I saw it with my dad. <laughs> that was nice. awesome. I told you I saw Lisa Lupin too with my dad. Oh, it's, it's, I actually don't mind seeing boobs with my dad. That was, I didn't mind that. Me either. Yeah. I mean, I saw mo- I saw most of the boobs with my dad for <laughs> about ten years. He was, he was my source of boobs. <laughs> he was your boob dealer. Yeah. Well, we used 
th- this just came up recently. Uh, yesterday, I was at my grandfather's for his 87th birthday, and my brother used to steal his, as he calls it, smut movies, because my grandfather taped every. He had like VHS tapes lined throughout his house for um, like he loved movies. Right. So what he would do is he would go to the grocery store when you could rent movies from there the new releases he would burn them onto a vhs and then he would rent them out to his friends like the dvds no this was vhs tapes this is even before that he was copying vhs tapes yeah wow he, like they're like he got rid of most of them but he had like a thousand of them but this also included, this is your grandpa yeah this also included porn so my brother stole them stole them off of him then i stole them off of my brother and these were like <laughs> well, you can't even see private parts because there's so much hair. The bam chicka bam bam. Yeah, bam chicka bam bam. So we, uh, so we did that, and that came up because my brother was like, "Hey, you still got any of them movies?" He's like, "No, nah, you probably stole them all." My grandfather said, "Like he knew, he knew the whole time." Well, there used to be a magazine called Smut. There was, a, it was like called Smut. Oh. Um, you know what's so funny about that? Do you think you know how like? Kids that are like millennials and Gen Z, like they watch, they can't watch regular movies from the eighties because they're like, I'm just taken out of it. It looks too old fashioned. Yeah. Or like maybe people my age with like some black and white movies or something from the thirties. Do you think people have that with porn? <laughs> Where it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I know I do. I don't think I'd be able to watch. Like I think it just looks comical at this point. I'm really, I'm really weird about porn, and I don't watch it nearly as much as I used to. But I'm weird about like I could get thrown out of it super quick. Like if a dude says something weird, or you know yeah, I mean? or like or like she's like like the girl in it is, I'm like ah, oh, her acting so bad. Uh, let me ask you two questions she's not about enjoying it as much uh, as she's saying about the time that you'd be watching this. Are you a are you a planner? Are you a a, a masturbation planner? Are you setting up the room? You're making sure you have X amount of time. Are you and and then you're watching? Are you like watching a good portion of? A movie, or are you a clip, a skip around clip guy? Because I'm mostly a skip around clip guy. I'm both. I'm a special occasion. Sometimes, sometimes, like I really want to, like you know, if I'm by Light my a candle, if I'm by myself, and I'm like on the road, and I'm, you know, I need to show you, myself a little bit of attention. You want to pamper yourself? I'll, I'll, ma- I'll make it a long sesh. <laughs> but most of the time, it's just you take yourself like, out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I treat myself. You know? hey, I realize why I love me. I find myself. I, I give Stella his groove back, so to speak. But give, give Ray his sway back. <laughs> How Ray got his sway back? He watched 15 minutes of porn. Graphic porn. He said graphic. But but most of the time I'm just stressed out and I got to get the venom out, and that's just a quick. Right, it's more yeah. a fundamental, or like a, 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 just a. Uh, just it's a, it's like fucking blowing my nose. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It's I know longer sneeze. I know that sounds crass, <laughs> no, but it's I, like it's like kind of like I gotta clean the pipes. When I, know I have ex- a bad day. I know exactly what you mean, but I do have to let it get built. I have to let it build up a little bit. I I don't I don't find myself. I, I think it's age. I think I'm not going. There's certain times where I'll, I'll it'll be like an everyday thing, but I think I'm. There's, I'll skip days. I'll skip days. You'll skip days? Yeah. Yeah. But I remember I was like a, um, um, every day at least. Yeah. I'm not going to continue this because I know my <laughs> girlfriend listens to the podcast. 
and I, I don't need her knowing my my regimen. Okay, we'll stop. Um, you know, we can edit this out. Don't worry about it. No, I'm not going to edit it out. I, I leave it all in. But what I realized is, is we've done a lot of episodes of this podcast, and this is the first one that we didn't start off with a Hey Ray or a Hey Sean. It's true. And uh, I kind of like that. Is the dawn of a new era? It could be because this is... Our one-year anniversary show of the Brand New Jerks uh, established February 17th, 2022. Why do I know that? I'm not going to tell everybody what our <laughs> password is. Um, but no, but it, but it is uh, it, it is the anniversary. And one of the things I wanted to start with, but sometimes you just get into a Kevin Bacon penis conversation and things go awry. We're movie guys, right? Is we started this podcast um, because of one thing that we had in common. And it's that we we have extreme people pleaser tendencies, and I just want to know a year of doing this podcast and talking it out with me and probably your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. Do you think you are less of a people pleaser? Um, what if I so I said yes right now just to please you? <laughs> then that's a loss. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, am I? Am I? The short answer is because I said we we have to answer this yeah. question before the episode we're talking. Yes, the short answer is yes. Really? I think so. But here's the thing. I think it's one of those things. It's almost like where if you watch an old tape of yourself doing stand-up from about four or five years prior and you're like, oh my God, I'm so much more better now than I was yeah. then. I think if I heard myself, on, I, if I, I think I went back to early podcasts, I think it'd be minuscule, but I think I'm less of a people pleaser now. I'm not saying it's in uh, strides. I have a lot of work to do. Sure. I was talking about it in therapy today. So... I'm not, it's not a uh, leaps and bounds type scenario. It's a baby steps. But I do think this has helped me. I think talking this stuff out ad nauseum once a week has helped me out. How about yourself? Do you think you are a, do you want to comment on me saying that? Or do you, how about well, this? Let well, me ask you this. Well, let's do this both ways. Do you notice me being less of a people pleaser now? Or do you feel the same? But we see each other a lot. So I don't think we can notice a we, difference. We don't notice the change. Well, I, you know, I almost said, hands down, no. About I, me? No, for me. Oh. Personally, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get to you in a second. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'll get to you in a second. Okay. <laughs> no, but what you said, I think I agree with. I think I have grown a little bit to where now I'm recognizing it a lot more when it happens. Whether I'm doing something about it or standing up for myself or like, setting a boundary or making a harsh line is a different story but at least i'm noticing it more and i'm every once in a while i'll try but i still find myself in situations where you know i'm at a restaurant and there is uh a an issue i'm just still letting it go like like it happened to me this past weekend what happened like i got like like me and me and natalie went out to dinner at this place i ordered a steak that was supposed to have like a couple of fixins on it um, you know, a little bit of blue cheese. I love a fixin'. I love a good fixin'. Roy Rogers used to have a fixin's bar. Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers stinks. I'm sorry. What? Are you being serious right now? Roy Rogers fried chicken. We might be thinking of a different Roy Rogers. The place that's on the side of the highway. Now, back in the day, now it's it a shell of what it was. Now they just have chicken sandwiches that have been sitting under a heat lamp. Right, for that's different. Seven and that's, a half hours. that's road stop, Roy Rogers. Good. It's not good. No, I'm talking like some of the best fried chicken you'd ever have back in the day. But that doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist. Fuck. And the ro- people love, love the roast beef sandwiches. Anyway, what was in the fixings for? Like lettuce and tomatoes and. Oh, that ain't a fixing. 
I'm <laughs> 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 you ain't ever seen, seen East Frowning Down? <laughs> when, when, uh, what, what the fuck is it? Uh, Danny McBride keeps going, yeah, we're going to have a fix-ins. We're going to have a bunch of fix-ins. <laughs> he kept saying it like that. But so what was, they're supposed to have a couple of fix-ins on this steak. On this steak or it on was the supposed side? To, it was supposed to have blue cheese crumbles and uh, like sautéed mushrooms. Okay. So it comes out, doesn't have any of that. But I know that it's the same price. It wasn't a price. So I was just like, Ugh, I'm just going to eat it. And but I'm, you wanted the blue cheese in the... Yeah, of course. Right. That's why I ordered it. Yeah. And Natalie's sitting across from me, and I was just going to eat, just live my life. And she goes, weren't you supposed to have stuff on that? I was like, yeah, it's, a, it's not a big deal. <laughs> you start crying. And, then, <laughs> and she's like, oh, we're going to get it. And the lady's walking past, and she's like, uh, hey... Uh, Everything okay? And it's a different lady than our regular waitress. And then uh, Natalie's like, no, it's not okay. He's supposed to have mushrooms and blue cheese on that. And she goes, oh, okay. I'm so sorry. She goes back. They bring me just the mushrooms. And then the lady. What restaurant was this? So you can do. It was this place called Navarro's. It's it's not like a real. Um, it was just in the area. But it's like a it's like an independent Applebee's almost. Okay, okay. Um, and then they, they come back with just the mushrooms. And I'm just like, well, I got half. <laughs> I just got to count my losses. It's a win for you. Yeah. And sh and the lady comes over. She's like, hey, everything good? Everything okay? And I was like, yeah, it's per." And Natalie just interrupts me. She's like, no, nah, I think you're supposed to have blue cheese with that, too. And she's like, oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. Right. But so. But here's the thing that I learned. They didn't hate her because of it. No. They weren't even mad. And yeah. Yeah. But see, she's better at finding because I think I put so much pressure on myself and I get so hyped up on it. That if I do say something, it's not going to come out right. You think it'll, it'll come out like passive aggressive? Because I'm so not well versed in it. But you're not going to be. You're not going to start screaming at them and yeah. become a male Karen or something. And they're like, "I want some goddamn blue cheese <laughs> and some goddamn mushrooms. I need some mushrooms, bitch." You know? <laughs> Does that look like blue cheese to you? I see just mushrooms on my plate. <laughs> Putting her face in Are it you like fucking a dog. Blind? <laughs> Yo, why did you just channel? On? Why did you just channel <laughs> Eddie Chris Penn? <laughs> He's, like, he's fucking like, blind. He goes, is it up at the side? <laughs> out of the fucking blue? To not put blue cheese crumbles on my steak? Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be a character on the <laughs> yes. Chris, Chris Penn at a restaurant. Nice Just, guy Eddie. No, yeah. Chris, yeah. Nice guy Eddie in different social situations. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, nice guy Eddie getting a parking ticket. <laughs> nice guy Eddie. So funny. Not getting his blue cheese on his steak. And I've never been taking area in my life that you're just gonna fucking out of the blue up I was in the stuff yeah I'm in the store <laughs> for two minutes I come out of here out of the blue there's a fucking ticket on my car <laughs> a fucking oh, blue man, is that he goes good. why don't you tell me what really happened <laughs> his, his face just distorts in that scene the better pen uh I don't know about the better pen no. I would say Sean Penn Sean Penn's also phenomenal we, we, it's a pen off because you have Michael Penn as well, who did. Michael he Penn, composed yeah. for movies, but then he had. Um, um, I forget the name of the song. We go. What if I was Romeo in black jeans? What if I was Heathcliff with no hair? Maybe she's just looking for someone to dance. Is this with. a deep cut from Seinfeld? It's like a '90s song. That's oh. huge. Like I never early heard '90s. It. Yeah. It's, it goes, I forget it's called. I always thought it was called uh, Romeo and Black Jeans, but it's not. It's called like somebody to dance with or something. But that's their brother. Really? Yeah. Everybody, everybody fucking has some tie. I was just realizing. Nepo. 
Nepotism. I have never gotten a job in my entire life that where I didn't know somebody that had the job. Um, or that I didn't know somebody. I've always had to know somebody to get every job that I've ever had in my life. I had only one of those. Two of those. One was a teenager, and then I quit six days in. But And the other one, I got fired six months six months into it. That was the last job I had before I did comedy. What job was that? Time. Was that the, the advertising, advertising agency where the lady hated me? The lady, she, she, at one point, she told me I was trying to steal her job. And then she t- and then I told her, I, go, I do stand up at night. I just, it's a nine yeah. to five for me. I'm not trying to steal your job. I don't even want my job. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm good on this. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, so. Did you wait? Did you did you know somebody at Baskin Robbins? No, I just applied and got it. Oh, see, that's when crazy. When I was like 16. But I I could. That's the one where I told you that ice cream cone. Yeah. Story. And I was like, I was like, so I was such, once again, like such a wimp at. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a wimp now, but yeah. at 16, that I was like, I was so overwhelmed. My dad like went in and quit for me like a week or two in or whatever it was. That's the best. Your parents I can't wait to do that for, for one of my kids. Yeah. If I ever have kids, I'll be like, hey, just let me know when you want to quit because I got some rage to get out. <laughs> I'm going to take out some shit on some people. My brother quit a dishwashing job. And when my, uh, I think he, I actually think my brother did. Going to get no, my mom went in to get the paycheck for him, and they were like just talking shit on my brother to my mom. My mom had to be like, "Hey, just give me the paycheck." They were like motherfucking him and like saying how bad of a worker he was. And my mom was like, "Yeah, dude, he's fourteen. <laughs> he's fourteen years old." It was like growing ups, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, people were talking about how yeah. bad my work ethic it, it, was. It's one of those things where you could be like, "This is why he, qu- he quit." Like, yeah. Don't you realize like that's it? This is a toxic of environment before people used the word toxic to my, describe stuff. Well, my dishwashing job that I had that I quit after like three months, there were there were like other people there talking about how unprofessional I am and how bad it was that I quit. I was like, I got pubic hairs last year. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a fucking kid. That's a funny idea. I'm you a little your first boy. Job, you're like, I still have toy trucks that yeah. aren't, aren't put away yet. I have action figures that I'm still interested in, of of making them fight. And you are worried about me being uh, some sort of pro- <laughs> some sort of young professional or something, <laughs> coming in a suit to wash dishes at your stupid restaurant. That's but that's I think that's people's mo because they like it's immature people who. Who don't see the difference in like you know a teenager working at one of these places? Yeah. Like, wherever you here, you're working. It doesn't matter. Or the same people be like, I start a big deal. I started working at ten. I do that job at ten, and it's like, so you're 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 amazing. You're a genius, and you're still at the same job. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah your your parents were poor. That's why you had the job at ten. So we're mine. Also, let's not pretend that anybody wants to take any job. Profession. No people uh, jobs like that. Nobody wants to actually work. No, fuck no. That's why I took two trips to get your mushrooms and your blue trees crumbles because they don't. The yeah. minute they left that table, they didn't. They didn't care. But you, I wanted to go back to that for a second because you brought up a good moment, a good people pleasing moment. How many times in your life must that have happened when Natalie was not around? Where they're like, "Everything good?" and it wasn't good because I'm the same way. They're like, Is everything good? And I'd be like, "Yeah." Happened to me at the diner. I was at I was at uh, the diner over here at Neptune, which I usually love, and it wasn't that big of a deal. But I could have been like, hey, man, I didn't want potatoes. And part of the reason I didn't want potatoes because I didn't want to eat the carbs. You know, yeah. I do that thing with the... But if they put it in front of you. Put it in front of you, you just start chowing down on potatoes. And, and I, you know me, I love potatoes. Yeah. So <laughs> if you know Sean Donnelly. <laughs> um, so I said, all right, so the guy was like, I was saying the thing was slow. And I was like, 
I'm like, so no potatoes, rye toast, bacon, eggs, and a black coffee. And the guy was like, okay, okay. So no potatoes? The guy repeated it twice. And it comes out with potatoes. And sometimes you'll get a waiter or a waitress that'll go, oh, they put the potatoes on there. You, 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 you want me to grab it? And then you'll be like, no, no, it's fine, which I would have yeah. done. But he just went like, here you go. And I, I almost feel like there was a beat where he realized the potatoes were on there and he was like waiting for me to say some shit. And I was like, because it doesn't really affect anything. Like, I'm, no. Believe me, I pick my battles when it comes to that because I'm such a plain eater. Like if shit's touching my stuff. I'm like a four-year-old. Talk about being a teenager oh, or a kid. Yeah, you know how bad I am. So if it was like something else that I really had to be like, hey, man, I, 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 I've made up that I can't have onions and stuff because of heartburn, which actually is not true. Uh, but I've gotten like cheesesteaks and I've had onions. I've had them once. I don't like like onions like that. I don't like them either. And um, I've said, oh, I can't have it because the they'd like remake it. I'm like, no, oh, sorry, I, I asked my acid reflux. I thing. might start lying. I, I lie all the time. That's <laughs> about that. Or well, no, just that kind general? of stuff. I used to tell people I was <laughs> I used to run away from bees so much when I was younger. I would tell people I was allergic to bees. Because I, I would be like, there's a bee. I would freak, I would freak out. I think it I was like, think, I don't think anybody's actually allergic to bees. It was like a bees. chubby cartoon little cherub <laughs> running away. I could die. And then you make up a story like, yeah, one time I did get stung and I was in a hospital for four days. <laughs> Start making shit up. And they're like, wait, I've known you your whole life. No, do you remember when? Do you remember when me and my family went to Wyoming? Remember when the, then, remember when the hospital bills bankrupted my family yeah. from my bee sting that I was allergic to? But also now, like, there's a special, pl- like, my stomach drops a little bit when I see those, the videos of those murder wasps, those murder hornets, hornets, whatever they're called, where they just, I don't think they can really survive here in certain climates. I think it has no. to be really hot or something. So they're, like, in Mexico and on the West Coast. But they were seeing, like, I don't know if it was colonies or little groups of them pop up. They're the scariest looking things. They're not even good for the environment. They're just a destroyer of the environment and of people. And they showed the welts people get, like the, like the, the, the reaction from the... Bi- it's insane. Have you seen them? No. Oh, they, they look like a basketball team's logo. <laughs> <laughs> Murder the- hornets look like a basketball team. Like, they look like the Charlotte Hornets, but even scared. Like, yeah. it's that big, and it's that defined. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like somebody made it out of, like, it- like porcelain or something. Like, it's it's... Like, you know, a regular bee, you're like, oh, it looks like a living thing. This, they're so gigantic, you can make out, looks like, they look, like, look, you're looking at an American flag. <laughs> they look like a player on the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> it was like the alternate name for um, for Ben Stiller's character's dodgeball team in Dodgeball. They were either the co- Purple Cobras or the, uh, the fucking Murder Hornets. <laughs> right, exactly. But the, so I, so I see these things and I'm like, Oh, I know, but almost like in my head, I'm Wait, like, have you this ever is how been, I'm going to die. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Yeah. Yeah, of course. But you're not allergic. No, I'm not allergic. You just lied because you're a lie. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you been stung by a bee? Yeah, it, it does. Hurts. It's really bad. I got stung by a wasp once under my armpit. It was the most painful thing ever. Oh. Um, besides, how did that happen? Besides GERD. Were you trying to capture it with your, arm, with your arm? <laughs> like, were you trying I was to trying to put it in a <laughs> headlock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, motherfucker. You want some? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it stung me. I was, trying, I was playing WWE with the with the, with the yeah. wasp. Well, first it hit me with a leg drop, and then I had to put it in a headlock. It just first it did that blinding of the face thing they used to do back in the eighties. Um, oh no, but that's what I mean. Like you, whenever you hear about those types of animals, 
and you're like, okay, I just, won't, I guess I just won't go to that place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wait, I'm like, I really want to go to Australia, and I'm saying like, twenty percent of the reason might be because of that tiny jellyfish you hear about. You know that tiny jellyfish that can like murder you in six seconds. It's I'm s- deathly afraid of jellyfish. Of stepping on one, I think I've stepped. I think I stepped on one when I was younger, but I think I like. I I don't, I don't think I was as bad as it could have been. I think I like. Yeah, I'd say that's a top ten fear of mine. Jellyfish, like stepping on one or one, one of those. Me. What one getting me? Yeah. Or you mean like one of those giant ones? Yeah. Well, those I think have to be like deep in the ocean. I've seen them. There was a bunch like out to shore once when we went to a uh, we went to the beach in Florida, and it was something happened where it was kind of doesn't happen all the time. It's like once every like five years where they all like are on like right on the shore. And like nobody was in the water when we went on vacation to this place because they saw them. They were you could just see them floating in the water for the most part. I was like, not a chance. We're swimming at the pool all week. Right. Where yeah. was this again? Panama City Beach. Dude, and did they were they like pink? Yeah, pinkish. And, and were, were the lifeguards like nobody in? Nobody. No, you in? were allowed to go in. But everybody was like, "We're not doing." Everybody's it. like, "No, yeah." Did they look menacing? Like while? <laughs> yeah, they were fucking snarling at me. They were showing me their jelly teeth. Did one of them have a switchblade? <laughs> yeah. Um, just, yeah, that was the Puerto Rican one. <laughs> Switchblade, <laughs> um, but uh, oh, that's crazy. Cause, but yeah. I'm talking about even the other ones where it's like the tiny one from Australia that apparently I think you can barely. It's like pretty small, and that one gets you, and you don't get treatment in like 45 minutes. You you die. You're an animal facts guy. You like looking up stuff about animals. No, I think I just know little things. I probably should be looking up more than I do because I am interested in it. I look up nothing. I I look up. I told you all my stuff's like mafia. Maybe not. I don't, I'm not searching on animal things. But like you're not. Maybe not wrong because I apparently there was a a giant squid they found in a, a in like a, a, a um like a, a not a river but a thing in, in Portland. They just there was one swimming around like rare a rare giant squid just like hanging out in one of their like I forget what it's called like a wading pool or whatever it was. Yeah, you're a curious boy. I am a I am a curious boy. You are a curious boy. <laughs> Well, I, you know, well, you know me, well, I, you know, well, my biggest topic is UFO stuff, but I, and then I got into my whole hauntings, like ghost stuff I got into, there's too much of that, and I don't, but, but here's the thing, my theory on that stuff is, I think it's all based off of, like, I think in 50 years we'll have physic like physics reasons of why that stuff happens. I need like to paranormal, read paranormal, what? I need to read more. I don't read, I, this is all me looking at, uh. But you're at uh, least reading on the internet. The only things that I look on the internet are like scrolling through Instagram, watching TikToks, porn, and I'll do like <laughs> like look up stuff to buy. You ever, you ever do this on TikTok? <laughs> you ever you ever see somebody like somebody a girl on TikTok and like, oh, <laughs> like you see the one TikTok and you're like, oh, that's just a normal hot girl that's like dancing in her room, whatever it is. Yeah. And then it, and you're like, you go to her account, you're like. Oh, she's an OnlyFans. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At first, you always oh, have this like, hey. oh, it's a girl next door. And, yeah. then, and then you're like. <laughs> this is a new age porn star. <laughs> That's kind of what the business is now for them, where it's like, you, how much can you make it look like you don't do porn? And then out of nowhere, they're like, go to my Instagram for my secret link. And you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. But, yeah, but I'm not, I don't have that mindset. I'm just thinking like, oh, just a girl. Because everybody does TikTok now anyway. So you're like, oh, this is the. 
somebody who likes doing TikToks and she's young, you know, whatever it is. You know? Do you ever see like Jerry O'Connell getting a million views on a TikTok and you're just like, fuck you. <laughs> get off of here. This is for me to try to get a lottery ticket to get famous. Get the fuck. Hey, Rob Lowe, quit fucking making Instagram. Well, they're career minded people. They are. They no, shut the, they get the they fuck also, out of here. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I did his show when he, he when he had Who's? his own talk show, Jerry O'Connell. Oh, really? Did I ever tell you about that? No. I, did, I was in a sketch where he had to hit a massage me. He was massaging me on a massage table. Nice guy, I heard. He is a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Wait, did I tell you the story already? Where <laughs> no, tell the we're story. We're acting in the sketch. I just played like the lighting guy, like like blue collar. I was I was bigger. I was like probably like sixty pounds heavier, and I'm on a ladder at one point. I come down and I talk to him off the ladder, whatever it is. In between takes, this is like a bullshit sketch for his talk show that never got picked up it was gonna maybe be after like wendy williams or something yeah. that was still a thing couldn't be a nicer of a guy at one point to the point where he goes in between takes he goes any notes sean any notes i go i'm sorry what i go he goes any notes for the for the scene any notes and i go no what are you talking about <laughs> why would i first off it's your yeah. show and i'm not an, a real actor and i maybe didn't know that but i think he knew i was a stand-up because a friend of mine booked me for the show but he couldn't have been he was really cool the whole day yeah but think about it but he i think he has a positive outlook that guy a lot of people shit all over that guy i feel like they do i like him me too and first off he's in one we actually people it should be like the, he's almost like the new guy fietti where people hated guy fietti and then shane torres did that one bit and he's like why do we hate this guy he's so true pretty, why do we hate Jerry O'Connell? He was he was in Stand By Me. I think people get I think people are jealous and intimidated by somebody that is just has such a positive outlook to the point where like sometimes you don't trust it. Like I know I've been in situations where you're in public and the cashier working at a deli or at a fast food place is like, "Hey, how are you today?" All right. Oh no, the the chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's my favorite, actually. All right, have a wonderful day. And we and you're sh immediately we're like we're, we're we should. Yeah. Have. Well, I remember there was one time me and my brother got ice cream from this place, and this older guy was so nice. He was like, "Oh, hey, enjoy those. You're gonna love them." And we're walking away, and my brother was like, "Oh man, that's rough." I was like, "What?" He's like. I think that guy's retarded. I was like, no, Mike, I think he's just nice. Just happy. Yeah, he's just happy. And then my brother's like, oh, God, what is, Mike's like, what is wrong with me? I don't, my mind doesn't go there, but I'm cynical enough where I go to Essex Market by uh, by Megan's house in the Lower East Side. It's awesome. And I get this one place called like Cafe Dio Van or whatever it's called, has like the best chocolate chip cookie ever. I, we'll you, told, go there. you tried to get me to go there and they were closed. Yeah, oh, right. There. Okay. Anyway, they have, it's this fancy bakery. It's not cheap, and, but I always go for the cookie. I just spend, it's four bucks for the cookie. I just not buy bad. it. But it's, it's, it's amazing. I will get one one day. Anyway, there's this dude that works the, he works the counter, but he does a lot of the coffee. And one day, I've met him before there. Like He works there, always smiling, always happy. And I'm behind this woman, and then she rattles off. He comes over, and he goes, are you going to get the, uh, and she rattles off her order. And he goes, and like, almost like joking around, he like prays up to the heavens, like does like a, a cutesy, like heaven pray thing. And then walk, goes back to the other counter, grabs the drink and hands it to her. Like it was her drink. He already made it. Like he, he knew her drink because he was a regular oh. and he made it and he was like making a little sketch thing out of it. And my first thing was to be like, "Ugh, you fucking cornball. <laughs> like, 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 like it was the first thing was to be like, oh, you believe this guy? And I thought about it. I was like, 
No, he's just trying to have fun at his, like, he's behind this little counter for eight hours. He's just trying to have fun. And then every time I'm in there now, he's always super cool. He could not be nicer. I go, dude, the best cookies I've ever had. He goes, I've had four today. Like, you know, he's like playing, you know, yeah. he's lying, but he's like, I know what you mean. I'm, and he's always happy no matter what. Now, yeah, could that be a phony thing? And that could, could that be a, a delusional thing and he's really sad inside? Maybe, but chances are, who's sadder? The phony comic you see out and about or on TV or whatever it is, and they're, they're, just, they're just miserable inside? Or the guy who's kind of accepted like, hey, yeah, this is my gig and it's fun and I'm making people happy. And I, yeah. I think at least part of him's like that and he knows he's at work. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I, I envy that, actually. I totally envy When I envy think that. about that. I, I would like to be more like that myself. 100%. I mean, whatever gets you through the day. I mean, I'm not going to go full um, last episode, Collins post-apocalyptic, whatever keeps you from loading a revolver and going to the post office. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that, I mean, I've had jobs that I didn't care for, but I would try to make the best of it. Like, like when I worked at the... Uh, Concession stand at the museum. I told you about this when I used to lie and tell people that Kevin Bacon was there and they'd get all excited. I'd be like, you're never going to guess who's in the theater. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's penis is right in the theater. Kevin Bacon, <laughs> Kevin Bacon rock hard. He's taking a shower like from the scene in Wild Things in the, <laughs> he's, in yeah, the he's theater. He's doing a live reading We're of doing, Wild Things. He installed the shower on the stage. In the nude. <laughs> um, yeah, but you like had fun with it. And also I think age comes out with that. Like when there, when The less responsibility you have, the, the the more fun you have on these things because I've mentioned the blockbuster thing where I would like ask people quiz questions and if they got it right I I wasn't supposed to I scanned a free rental all these coupons we had in the drawer and there's like gave away tons of free rentals because they were like because they that's theft it's, <laughs> that but it doesn't matter they're fucking gone Who stealing cares? from blockbuster but uh but the but I had fun with that and I had fun like my, the guy who was my manager had fun at that job and. I used to work at the library in high school, which is, I know, probably shocking sounding, but, um, and I had a blast on that job. So, yeah, I think I think it's how you approach things. Yeah. I think we also mentioned it recently, because I mentioned Burke Kreischer, right? Like, were we talking about that not I think on so. the podcast? Maybe or? not on the pod. That guy, you know, it's so funny, because he's like, looks-wise, and like, you would think it, 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 it would be very similar, me and you and Burke Kreischer, because like, big drinker. Kind of look similar, do comedy. Yeah, but I think he has like a like, uh, uh, like a a, a workout, eighties workout lady, uh, motivational speaker. Oh, that's Inside true. of him, that is just has a really positive outlook. I think he's, I think he, I actually do think that guy's happy. I think the idea of brand new jerks going forward might not necessarily be, tr- like, I mean, I think there's positivity that's needed to be less of a people pleaser. Because if you have a positive outlook and you're a like like a happy-go-lucky guy, you're never going to like cuz I always worry about being seen as an asshole. I don't think you're ever going to be seen as an asshole if you're just in a good mood like that guy that's fucking selling cookies at the Essex market. No, and I will say this, I'll 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 be completely uh forthcoming. I I I watched that Burke Kreischer stuff with that guy from the bakery and I'm like I I do want that. Like you're saying, I'm envious of it because I do think I let the trials and tribulations of the of how hard show business is to make me have judgments about people in my head yeah and then i'm sitting there and i know it's it's probably oozing out of my pores when i'm around them i'm probably seeming i mean they're being too quiet or i'm being short with people or i'm having a couple drinks and I'm, when in actuality i should just be like hey how are you man like i 
have nothing against you whatsoever or hey yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited to go do this spot but it's such a hard business and it's like and and, and one of the things comics love doing is commiserating so it can add to the don't get me wrong, i have my moments i have i have a, i have fun at times but and we love to complain and vent but overall i think it's like waking up and going out and being like i'm gonna be positive all day because i'm alive uh, is is probably a goal of mine i i would love to have it's the that way happen. to go it's the way to go it's the way to go I, you know what happened but, but, to me? But a, sorry, but I'm just no, one more thing. Ahead. A genuine, a genuine one of that. A genuine. Yeah, but I think you got to fake it a little bit till it's genuine. What? What do you? I was, just, I was just rubbing oh. my finger on that. I just oh, wanted okay. to touch something a little bit. You got to fake it till it's genuine. Is yeah, I think you're I think you got to fake it till it's genuine and kind That's a good of. Good point. And you got to kind of uh, do things to bring positive energy back into your life. And I think I think sometimes what I do is the first step is I'll I'll try to do something nice for somebody else. Yeah. Even small shit, man. Yeah. Like even ju- even just like even just calling an old friend that you haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. Calling him, "Hey, what's up? Just seeing how you're fucking doing, man." And and I think I think that's something I need to start doing a little more and just putting good energy back in because what you it's like anything in life. Whatever you put in is what you get out. Yeah, I yeah, because it can't hurt, you know, messaging something positive on something uh, online or or calling somebody cuz you're right cuz like I said with the negativity. I had the a, a realization recently where I realized like there's friends of mine that I call from back in the day that like never call me. Yeah. And I'm always the one that, that uh, uh, I'm the always the one that starts those conversations, like, like calling them up or texting. And I'm like, or, or if they call, it's like, it's very, very rare. Um, and I'm, and, and part of me was like, maybe I just shouldn't do that anymore. I'm like, maybe they have no interest in, but yeah. I don't think that I think people just get, Busy. busy and i think people don't think of certain things and sometimes that's your job for right now and then maybe some point in the friendship they're going to be the ones that are calling you maybe you think yeah that's a good point my, my my first instinct is always cynicism same here and it sucks and and i had that like like this past weekend i did a show on saturday at this theater and like it went well and like i had fun on stage and i did well and for some reason i'm in the car driving back and i'm like not in a good mood about it yeah and i don't know why it was and like it was like i just only wanted to talk about the couple negatives that there were with the show or with the night and i'm like i just gotta change it i don't know why i'm in this fucking mode yeah and you just sometimes you just can't get out of that and i don't really know how i'm the same exact way and i and i also think that i am i'll embrace it because you, you actually did that before we started talking on the podcast. You told me a couple of stories, yeah. I think, from that show. And it was that same type of thing. And I do the same thing. I look for the negative. Don't get me wrong. I, not that I don't have positive moments or positive days. But it's there's something with stand-up where I'm like, hey, I will, I'll, I'll look to like the talk the shit, talk shit immediately. Because I think it's like part of it. It's not cool to be positive in stand-up sometimes. Not at all. No. And which is like, fuck that. I know. I, I think it. it's. Maybe it's like I think to fake it until you are the positive guy, because if you tell yourself these positive things and you're like you're gonna do these things positively or you're gonna even if it's on your own terms, it's like hey I'm I don't even know how to approach it or or even even how we're talking now about it where it's like just trying to think of it through that lens. I don't see it. I don't see it not changing over time, especially if it's consistent. I don't see yeah. it not changing. You know what I mean? I don't think I'll ever be like we said the guy at the the the, the bakery, and and maybe I shouldn't even say that because, like I don't I don't know. I just think it's I I don't know. I, I I don't think it's part of me. But 
Once again, I'm being negative about me getting to a point where a guy who seems truly happy. But it, but I don't even know what his story is. You know what I'm saying? It's like my instinct is to make it's fun perception. of him. My what? instinct is to make fun of that guy. Same here. That's what I meant. What the hell's wrong with that guy? Exactly. That's, I, so that's happy immediately what I thought. And I was like, what am, what am I what am I doing? You know? I went I went to I went to crack I went to Cracker Barrel yesterday on my drive. And I already know that I don't really like Cracker Barrel. And I've only been there once in my life. It was a pr- not like a great experience. But I'm glad we went and I was a little bit like annoyed and miserable with like the food and like the atmosphere. It's just weird. And Natalie was having the time of her life, just laughing hysterically, just thinking the situation so funny that we order this food and they bring it out. This like plate of slop and gruel that is too like much food and stuff. Or is one plate would have been too much food for the both of us. <laughs> and it was like nine dollars. She's out. She fucking bought a mug there. Oh, she's is that a, what they're known for? Was that her first time at a Cracker Barrel? No, she's been there before. She just thinks it's really funny <laughs> that it exists. She's outside sitting on a rocking chair. She bought a mug. She realized how to have fun. In that. That's what I'm saying. And, and I think that that's something that I envy. It's something that I think I should. We got to strive to do more in life is to find something that's like. Look at, you know. Gary Goleman, do you remember when he was doing, he did a, his one New Year's resolution is he was going to give a tip about stand-up comedy every day yes, for a year. Yes, it was great. And one of his did was... He, did he do the whole year? He did the whole year. Wow. And some of them, like, I didn't read them all. Some of them are great. But some of them, I was like, that's cool. And that's 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 cool. Some of the things, like, you're like, I knew that, but, like, man, I should really incorporate that into what I do as a writer. But he was talking about writing, and he said, you know, what I try to do with a joke, and I think me and you even talked about this, is I... You know, Trader Joe's. I have a joke about Trader Joe's. Everybody has jokes about what's lame about Trader Joe's, what they hate about Trader Joe's. It's like, fuck that. I like it. Talk about what you like in something. Yes, that's a big one. It's easier to shit on something and to make fun. Yeah. And it'll make you stand out and you'll know you have a hot take on it if you're saying what you love about something. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's I I told you, I don't think I said this on the podcast. I told you uh, something else I wanted to bring up about my... um, about my my little uh, a little phone call I got from my father, <laughs> sort of. I I had like I had like a like a you mini, didn't tell this story yet, right? I, I don't think yeah. I did. I had like I t- I told you about it the next day, and 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 you've been great in like being a friend who's like went through like losing a, a, a father. Yeah. So it's like been nice to like talk to you about it, whether or not you care to talk about I absolutely you know, do care hearing me babble about you. my daddy I issues. absolutely do well I appreciate that 100% but it's a thing where like you know talking to somebody there it kind of like makes you feel like okay so these feelings aren't gonna they're gonna last forever but it's gonna get easier it dissipates it not dissipates I it dissipates means it goes away it just it's a new normal that's yeah. the best way to put it yeah so I had this thing like like right after my dad died for like a week I was texting his phone still and like talking to him you know Going through this, like, the same grief thing you would go to if you were just talking out loud. You were somebody that believed in, you know, God or a higher power. Me, I just believe in Verizon. <laughs> and I know that that exists. Maybe somehow. Your higher power is 5G. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a strong like, enough tower to reach the afterlife. It's like that Norman bit with the Wi-Fi in the church or whatever it is. I didn't hear it. Oh, he's like, I, I believe in Wi-Fi more than, uh, he's like, it's an actual, it's a higher power that actually works or something, something like that. I forget oh, what it that's was. That's good. It was from a long time ago. Anyway. Um, so I, I was texting him and then I didn't drink for a month because of GERD. Right. I, I have some drinks and I'm a little buzzed up. I'm thinking about my dad cause I think some fucking shitty country song came on at a party I was at. <laughs> um, 
If drinking don't kill. <laughs> or, or, it's, or it's Cat Stevens. No, it was <laughs> live like you were dying. <laughs> Not even joking. Uh, Tim McGraw. So I I just text my dad something. Like, like I said something like, sorry, I really miss you. That's all I did. I'm in the Uber driving, like headed home. And my phone starts ringing and I look and it says dad calling. <laughs> Which would freak anybody out. Especially Because you didn't. You thought it was going into the ether. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm shaking. Like, you know, I'm like, like, what? How is this? And like my, like after, after I'm like, nah, it's not him calling me. I'm like, okay, maybe it's my brother. He still has his phone. And I answer and it's this Mexican dude (laughs) with, and I don't mean to be. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) But he did. And and I don't mean this. I I know this is going to fucking come off the wrong way but he had the most stereotypical fucking bad guy in next friday voice <laughs> where he was like hey Smokey. who is this and i was like oh, i was like man i'm really sorry dude i'm drunk this was my dad's old number i guess he's like oh man sorry to hear about your dad bro i just thought you were one of my crazy ex-girlfriends <laughs> and i was like oh shit and then i had the thing where i hung up and Natalie's there and she sees it and she's like, what was that? And I'm like laughing at first. I was like, oh, just some some Hispanic dude who got my dad's phone now. And then I just bawled. <laughs> <laughs> I just start crying my eyes out. Well, it's a little bit of closure if you're like, think about it. Yeah. The number's gone. Yeah. Yeah. But then <laughs> I find out and I didn't tell you this part. My niece, who isn't uh, it's, it's my sister's kid, uh, had a pretty good relationship with my dad. And knew like my dad hated feet. My dad was like my dad's bug. Opposite of a foot fetish. Yeah, (laughs) he thought they were disgusting. (laughs) So she would periodically send him pictures of feet, whether it was her feet or other random feet, just to mess with (laughs) him. So she was missing him recently. Sent him a picture of feet. Sends that dude, (laughs) that random guy in Kentucky, a picture of her feet because it's a Kentucky phone number. Oh, is that where he was? He was in Kentucky or or wherever. That's where I assume because it was a Kentucky number. Yeah. So my dad moved back to Pittsburgh from Kentucky and sends him that, and he's like, "Hey, this isn't." That same guy's phone anymore. Don't send me any more, more preteens' feet. It's like a lane with the 212 number. Oh, yeah. Gammy? He's like, Gammy's guy. All right, Gammy's dying now. Goodbye. And they break down the door. Oh, that's pr- that was a fucking funny. That was like yeah. one of the best Elaine things. Oh, it's so good. But can you imagine getting a new, you're like all excited about your new <laughs> iPhone, and then you just got some fucking drunk dude calling you crying, telling you how much he misses you. You got a fucking 12-year-old sending you pictures of her little kid feet. This guy's like, what? Oh, is she 12? Fuck? Yes. <laughs> But she wasn't sending it any creepy. She was no, just sending it like she was messing you, with him. Paul, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But she was missing him, and she was like, "Oh, you know, I used to do this." And it's just a, I don't know. It was uh That's hilarious. That's but that's crazy. the weird shit stuff that happens from this these kind of things. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, you crying comes out of you being like, "Oh, that's the thing. That's an uh, aspect of this that's done." Now his I number's can't. gone. Now his number's gone. And you, and unless you, that was I a develop, connection that you had. Unless I develop a father-son relationship with Jesus. <laughs> I also. My one question would be, what were you? I wonder what you were texting him that he thought it was the ex-girlfriend's. Where he's like, "Remember when you take me to the park?" Or I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it would be. I forget. What I, 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 I said I said something along the lines of like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I really miss you." Yeah. Okay. Okay. And okay. I said something like that. Okay. So it makes it's like along those yeah. lines that make it makes sense. No, I wasn't. I wasn't like, "Hey, daddy, <laughs> it's been so long since I've sat on your lap." 
<laughs> hey, Daddy, it's been so long since I sat here. Well, I used to call my dad Daddy, not in a way of like no, Daddy. No, we did. I, would, I never called my dad Daddy. I would call him Daddy to my siblings and my mom. Or, or oh. we, when we're, we still do it with my mom. We say, Mommy, Mo, we have to go to Mommy's house for blah, 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 blah. Like, and then but when, we, when I'm saying to my mom, I go, Mom, uh, hi, Mom, how are you? I called my dad Daddy because he was extremely homophobic. <laughs> Oh, just to mess with him. Yeah. I would be like, hi, daddy. <laughs> hey, daddy. How are you? He'd be like, all right, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I'm glad that you're, you're uh, I know. moving on there. I'm, I'm, I'm whole. I'm you're whole. Not moving on. You're not, you never really move on. Like I said, it's a new normal, but it's a good thing to go through. It's also good to have like a good cry like that with this type of stuff because you're yeah. like me. You're not doing it otherwise. Well, it was harsh. And then I called my brother at like one in the morning. Yeah. And he, he was like. I talked to him the next day. I was like, dude, I didn't mean to call you at 1 a.m. on a Sunday all fucking drunk and sad. And he's like, nah, dude. He's like, I just couldn't understand what you were saying. And then he's like, he's like, but how funny would it be if when you answered the phone, it was just dad like, dude, would you stop texting me stuff? <laughs> You're getting all weird on me. <laughs> Who you like this weekend? You think the Chiefs are going to beat the <laughs> Eagles? Um, Before we get out of here, can I yeah. ask you one? We've got a long, supersized episode here. We can try to do an hour even. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to bring back to a movie thing that I want your opinion on because it's actually – I know my my answer is there's a clip that went viral of Spielberg walking up to Tom Cruise. Did you see it? No. So uh, it's basically – I don't know. This is this is paraphrased, but it's basically Spielberg walking up to Cruise at some award show or something. I forget what it was. It might have been a premiere somewhere. It might have been – whatever it was. And being basically telling him – you saved the movie business. Like, look, look at you. You, you. He goes. He didn't say it outright, Maverick. But he's like, look what you did. He's like, I honestly believe that you saved people going to theaters, or you saved the movie. What he's implying is that Maverick made people realize it, Maverick will dictate other movies going to theaters for longer, or making movies like that, so that not that aren't Marvel. I think is what the implication yeah. was. But even though I don't think Spielberg has a problem with Marvel, I just think that being like. You saved our business. Like we were gonna, everything was gonna be streamed, or it was just gonna be Marvel or or horror in the theaters, and because of Maverick, that I, I, single handedly that changed it. I think it's true. I a hundred percent think if Maverick wasn't, I think you would see a weird change with the movie business if Maverick never never came out. If that wasn't made and put out the way it was, and you know, I I wholeheartedly agree. Okay, I I, th- I think that it it like, I mean, we talked like. All of our friends went to see it in the movie. I saw it multiple times in theaters. I saw it once in theaters, but I saw it another time on uh, the plane. But and I just remember I we want, were all uh, like, "Holy shit, dude!" Oh, I, it, movies it, are back. It made me a Top Gun fan. It's, I, it's the first time. It's like how many times? Like we said one time in the pod, when a sequel is better than the original, and this is like that's an understatement when it comes to this movie. Oh, it, yeah. it blows it away as much as that plane blew away the the uh, the eight G's, nine G's, whatever. Nice, it was. nice, dude. good, good analogy. Anyway, <laughs> talk to me, Goose. <laughs> so, I honestly believe that AMC and Regal and all these uh, any kind of survival they have is based, even if we do it percentage wise, I would say twenty percent on the actions of Tom Cruise. And and bringing that thing and agreeing to do it, man. They had they like as much as I when we talked about it a little bit at the beginning. As much as I love those Marvel movies, man, they're they're tired. Well, they wore out their welcome, so they have they have to be reinvented. That people know they know the tricks of the trade now, and nobody. That's why it's like the only way to succeed is to be a franchise. 
Right. And but that's also why like I think Maverick resonated with people because you had some unbelievable movie stuff, but it was within the realm of like, yeah, but I'll just suspend disbelief right now. And you know, the, the people who tell you he would have been soup by 8G's or whatever or what 7 or 6 yeah. or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? Like but but it's it's a movie where it's based in quasi reality and it's a thing that people haven't seen. It's like this it, it's comfortable as well as like it's it's the perfect amount of nostalgia with the with it being its own thing at the same time. If you have more of those that aren't just the the DC or Marvel, yeah, you'll have people go to the theaters for those types of things. You think so? Yeah, like like even if it was different franchises, but you did it right. Like another Alien comes out, they do it right. There you go. Like people will be blown away. You know what I mean? Look at look at the Ghostbusters one, and they're coming out with another one. That Ghostbusters reboot was actually I don't think that got enough credit. For I didn't watch it. It was great with Paul Rudd. Yeah, it was great. Same kind of thing. A little bit of nostalgia. The rest just a but it's solid own thing. and different than it, the other ones. What like? Let me, let me ask you this. This is uh, we're running out of time here. But do you think that you or I will live in an era where movie theaters no longer exist? I if if this was a year and a half ago, I would have said yes, and it would be like it would be like in the next three years. Uh, not even not even no no I don't, maybe I wouldn't have said that because you cannot the business is big enough and they have so much power in the movie business. You. That's how they make their money. A lot of these movies. So if the if the movie theaters don't exist, the movies, the movie business doesn't exist yeah. because they they are the, the it's going directly to the 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 theater owners, and that's why you know that's the whole theory not theory it's the truth about why when people go oh you got seven bucks for a thing of juji fruits at the at the or a thing of snow caps at the, that's why that's how these theaters make their money because yeah. they're showing the theater and they're making everything else popcorn. That's how they make their money. I d- I don't mind it. You don't I mind don't what? mind paying. What, no, I, like movie theater, I don't mind. It. I am. Uh, it's, it's it's part of the experience at this point. It's my favorite. I would say top three favorite things to do in the entire world is I'd go see a in, movie. I'd say it's in my. I top, it's my probably my favorite thing to do. Like going. I and I was also whenever I walk into a movie theater, I'm always like, it's like so comforting. The magic comes back. Yes. 100%. And my my mom was. Uh, I went with. I went uh, when I was back home. I took my mom and Natalie to go see Ant Man. We like sat in one of the Dolby baller ass theaters in AMC with like the reclined seats and I, we we're getting snacks and my mom's like, no, I'm not letting you guys buy me a $5 water. I don't, I'll just get a cup. I was like, get the water bottle. She's like, no, I don't want a $5 bottle. And I'm like, it's part of it. I came here to do this knowing that I'm getting ripped off. Right. I don't mind, you know, spending it. But also knowing the that's fact that that's it. how they... It's not really being ripped off if if you they're making either minimal or zero money from the movie. True. So it's like I don't mind it at that point. I didn't know that fact until about 10 12 years ago whatever it was. So I mean I kind of assumed it. Oh, I just didn't know that was I thought they were just charging it because they had you captive and you couldn't bring candy into the theater. Oh. We used to sneak candy. So we sneak beers in. I don't like drinking during I can't drink during movies. I that that used to be my day off move. I would call off on a Friday. I wouldn't get hammered. I would call off on a Friday. And I would go see whatever new movie I really wanted to see. I would go early in the afternoon by myself, pay extra at this one Lowe's to sit in like the comfy seats, get a beer, some snacks, and just fucking watch a movie. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> it's great. Um, let's get out of here, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uncomfortable Awkward handshake. handshake. It's been a great year. It's been a great year. It's been a pleasure, pal. Hell yeah. And, we're, and we became better friends from doing the podcast, but we 
I we have minimal issue. I don't. I've never had an issue with you. No, man, we're we're bros. We're good. Yeah, we've even shared rooms together. That's what I mean. Next week, uh, back to guests. Uh, we got a very special guest. Uh, we'll start teasing it, um, but you will uh, tune in. But check us out, uh, brand new jerks on YouTube. Uh, our friend Ray has been starting to put in putting full episodes up on there, so you can check that out. Full episodes. Sure we have subscribe. three full episodes out there right now. Our episode with Matthew Broussard. Colin Chamberlain and uh, Sean Murphy. Those are all out there for your consumption. Also, the shorts are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and follow us on TikTok. Brand New Jerks Pod. Email us, brandnewjerks at gmail.com. If you have a uh, people pleaser moment or you want to just talk about, uh, you know, uh, a situation that involves uh, you being a people pleaser or you wish you had more assertiveness. And uh, yeah, but this has been a blast. Thanks Find us separately at Shawnee Time yes. on Instagram. I'm at Ray B. Killing them. Tonight, if you're in New York City, uh, uh, your, your boy Shawnee Time is at the Comedy Cellar hosting a show. And then also my uh, regular monthly show at Lucky Jack's, uh, Happy Baby Comedy, uh, is is back. Um, and that uh, you can always find links to that on my social media. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Thank you. Jack, 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 Jack.